Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Keo Ryan, the man who is obsessed with making music and teaching you how to make your own. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Whether you're rocking with me, walking to the gym, at the gym, driving your car to work, at the crib, doing dishes, wherever you happen to be, I appreciate you being here and taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. And today, I'm going to make it worth your while. How? Well, depending on your New Year's goals, maybe you've already set some uh, New Year, New Me type, um, I guess, markers for the New Year. Or if you are still looking to do that, then this is going to be a good episode for you. Uh, if you've already done that, congratulations to you. You're ahead of the game. I just did this uh, last week, and this was actually an exercise I wanted to do with my mom because there was a lot of pivotal times this last year, the big growth periods that I, that I, a lot of things I learned while I was with my mom, traveling with my mom. She came to see me in Mexico. We're in Oaxaca, Mexico City, uh, Puerto Vallarta, and then she also came to see me in Medellin. And... So this is when I said, hey, Ma, let's take some time out, do some reflections. And I found these nine questions from a different podcast, from another podcaster I love named Jay Shetty. And I tried them out and I really dug them. And I also have other types of reflections that I like to do more in terms of goal setting for the next year. But I'll talk about those maybe a little bit later on or maybe in another podcast. But here's the deal. Here's my take on reflections and goals in general. I think often, I like the idea of setting goals, but I find for me often goal setting works best sometimes in short sprints. So these are small four, eight, 12 week sprints. And then I also find that for me, rather than looking forward, spending more time looking forward, I learn a lot from looking backwards. And that's on looking at different moments that have already passed and then drawing conclusions from those and seeing what types of connections or through lines I can make from those pieces that have already taken place because that's data that you already have rather than conjecture. So here's what we're going to get into. And in the show notes, I'll write what these nine questions are. But I'm going to talk to you about what, how I responded to them and advice that I have if you're going to take these questions, if you want to use these for your own exercises and recommendations that I have for you after going through this. So the question number one is what made you feel most happy this year? And the way that I approached this was, or that I was told to approach this was to start with your, and this is a mixture, just as a sidebar, this is a mixture of Tim Ferriss tools that I've stolen as well as things I got from the the Jay Shetty podcast. So it says, go through your photos of the year starting in January and what made you most happy? And just writing those things down. Not not necessarily think too much about it, but just for me, you know, I have a bunch of things listed. Some things were spending time in Mexico City, eating, eating tacos with my friends in Merida, traveling with mom, boxing class, training, uh, doing like physical training with my big brother, my 30th birthday, things like that. When I'm just going through my photos, going, oh, wow, that was a really, that was a high note. What are some high notes for you from the last year? 
Another way you can do this is approach your calendar and look at the big events where you feel fulfilled, excited, or at your best. And then how can you continue to water and create space for those things? So I'll spare you what all those moments were for me. But I found that a lot of, when I looked, after I wrote all those things down, I recommend you do this too. You write down all those things, bum, bum, bum. And then try to find what the connections are. And for me, it was a lot of my best moments came from things when I was being active. I felt happiest after being active, boxing, exploring, living in new places, trying new food, making new connections, both with people, uh, making connections both with with new friends and with old friends, you know, strengthening old connections, uh, making music, meeting ladies, spending time getting to know cool people. And so I think for me, when I think about this next year, what what makes what brings me the most happiness those are the best things that are easiest seen in retrospect because you have real data to look at and so for me i think those boil down are things like being active spending more time being active spending more time creating connections in terms of making new friends or strengthening bonds with old friends spending time with family and even though sometimes I can be very solo, it's creating space and time as well to meet for romance in terms of meeting women, going on dates, and trying my hand at having relationships. Because it's it's easy for me to I think to get discouraged after dating and stuff and you can't find the right person, blah blah blah. But to not give up hope on that in that department and to continue to create space for and creating time for romantic connections. I think another piece of this, one of these other questions will be like, what what is something that you, you say you want to do, but then don't necessarily do? Or where do you spend your time? If you say you have no free time, but look at how you spend your time and realize that I do have time for that. It's just making it a priority. So that's something down the line. But I realized those were those were my some of my highs was, you know, time, spending all that time making music this last year. Just interesting things for me. Okay, question number two. What made you unhappy this year? And things for y'all to take in consideration if you want to do this. If unhappy, look for your own learning and accountability in this situation, not about other people. So rather than saying, so-and-so made me makes me unhappy, think about like what was your stake in that conversation, in that interaction? What was your responsibility? What's within your control? That's a big thing we're going to keep talking about is what's within your control because I think that's really important to focus on. If it's not within your control, it's good to know, but more importantly, how if, if it is within your control, then how can you change it for this next year? What was your responsibility? How did you end up in that situation? And I think for me, a lot of these times when I felt unhappy was when I felt like I was letting other people down. And whether this was friendships, whether this was... Uh, women in romantic relationships. I think a lot of this stems from not a lot of these kind of tensions. And this is something I've been working on is from something I've been working on and will continue to strive for is to be direct, be honest. And I think it's this sort of like nice guy syndrome of trying to like massage a situation or maybe not being very clear with my intent or what my intentions are that I think I can I can create confusion and that often leads to tension, especially in friction, especially with women. And I also think this boils down to um, 
I felt uncomfortable when I wasn't secure with myself in those times of jealousy, envy, that are not emotions that I love. I don't love being in that place. Those aren't really high frequency, you know, vibrations, but I like though I like negative emotions for the fact that I think that they tell you something. And I've really been getting into this recently, this idea of like naming those emotions and being aware of them and being like, okay, I, you're feeling something be like to kind of zoom out and this is where the meditation comes in and to be able to have that objective perspective, say, okay, you're feeling this and then take it one step deeper and think about why, what's causing it and using that as maybe a kick in the ass to get you motivated for something. If you're feeling jealous dig into that which part are you insecure about if you're feeling envy why if you if you if you're feeling a negative reaction about somebody is because they're making you feel away or it's just a reflection and you're insecure about something so you feel insecure when you're around that person that for me that's been been big is really figuring out when i'm feeling uncomfortable and again how much of that is my responsibility and i think a lot of times those can be avoided when you are a straight shooter, you're direct, you know what you want, you're honest. And that's something I'm I'm really making as a priority this year. Question number three, what was the biggest lesson you learned this year? And this, I like this. Give this lesson some gravitas. As if you were answering this on a podcast and had to distill it down for other people, what would be the biggest lesson? If you had to teach it, not the most recent, now it easily comes to mind. Now what you always choose, if you had to teach it, what would the biggest lesson be? You learned this last year. So this is a hard one for me because I have a lot of kind of like key tropes of ideas that I that I think about a lot that are reoccurring themes in these podcasts in my own self progress in my own self-work and these are concepts around like you can be whatever you want to be like you create yourself like this type of stuff that that I you know your your input your input reflects your output sort of a thing that I, I think is all very important and things I talk about a lot so I was like Kia let me let's really dig deep and think about what's a lesson I learned this last year that's past all of those key tropes that you already know that I'm going to say if you know me at all. And I think for me, there was one that really resonated. I listened to it around the time that I ended up in the hospital. And it, it's, oh man, I don't have it written down here, but it was a chapter that was on a Tim Ferriss episode. He was reading a chapter of a book. And it's called, I think, Cosmic Insignificance Therapy, something along those lines related to that. And the lesson, I think, for me, is that this is something I have touched on before, but this is a big one for me, is that nothing matters. But hear me out. Nothing matters in the fine line between complete apathy, like I'm not going to brush my teeth, I'm just going to drink, like completely hedonistic, nothing matters. And then the other side of it, that because nothing matters, like go all out, appreciate what you have, that the problems that you think are real are so insignificant in the grand scheme of things that they're 
like problems are almost non-existent, which is, I know coming from a white guy, like very problematic to say. But I, if you think about the in the grand scheme of things of how long people have been on this earth and how people who have, have, have had incredible impacts on this planet, an example I love is Prince. When Prince died, he got how many days worth of attention? Two, three max? Boom, and then people forgot about him. If that's Prince, like if you can be revolutionary and you're going to get like maybe three days of legacy, that I think we need, again, this is these are very strong beliefs of mine, but I think we need to often think less about like how can I try to like live like just for me it was a it was just a, a reminder especially when I was in the hospital how much how concerned I am about things that really are insignificant that that in the grand scheme of things I'm here for such a short time such a quick blip on the radar in terms of human history like I'm not even sure if it's considered a blip and if you think about your grandparents or maybe your great-grandparents. Maybe you're lucky enough to know your great-grandparents. But, like, do you know anything about the generation before them? Maybe. But before them? Probably not. And I think for me, that has been incredibly freeing. It's, it's. I think in one way you can take it in that, that sort of nihilistic view of it's like since nothing really matters, like, what's the point of it all? Where for me, I feel like since nothing really matters, like, why not? try to just go for broke you know what i mean like why not just shoot for the moon and just like live live life on your own terms and do shit that you want to do and like i'm not saying don't be a good person like of course like your actions have a have a have a ripple effect there that's butterfly effect type shit but my point is that whether i'm 30 and still trying to be a rapper or not is like irrelevant because what other people think about me really doesn't matter that much. And I'm not sure if there's anything like it's a high risk, high reward. Like same with the vasectomy shit is like, I just don't, I don't know if that type of a decision is right for me or not, but I do know that like it could change the type of life that I want to have. So why not just like be sure that like that doesn't happen so I can continue to live or at least try to just, find what what meaning I can in this very short time that I have because when you're faced if anyone else there's been a car accident you've had any sort of near-death experience shit just gets really clear really quickly and and you realize I think how fast you you realize quickly how much time you've spent on bullshit that doesn't matter so I'll stop talking about that point but that's a really big one question number four what do you wish you would have done more of this year? And if you're kind of having a hard time figuring out what this is, think about what do you spend your time doing that you enjoy? Look at your last weekend. When you have free time on weekends, how do you fill it? And for me, I think this one is something that I realized how much I love learning and that that is a passion of mine, just learning stuff. 
And so I've, I've really fallen in love with language learning recently in, in terms of Portuguese lately and then Spanish last few years. And realize I, I would love to continue learning languages. Like there's just something about the world and new places and new food and new people, new cultures, new languages that I find exciting. And that just gives me a spark to life to continue to improve. I just like learning. And again, with the music, that's why I started to learn production and audio engineering. That's kind of a an infinite game as well. But though that's something I'm definitely going to incorporate more of this next year is spending more time learning. And a big piece of this year, I think, is going to be a learning year in regards to learning marketing as well, which I'll talk about later on. But I think you have these periods of kind of like execution and learning. And I think this last year was all in execution. It was a song a week. Really, I was learning about audio engineering, but also really just practicing a lot, like knocking out songs, making a lot of music. And I think this next year is going to be more around learning now about the marketing piece, learning languages. Again, I want to travel new cultures and just like um, kind of like a, a phase again of like, growth and then executing on that maybe in two years so we'll see question five what's something you want to do less of next year and this was something that was that was hard because like i said before i i i don't want to give up on dating because i do think it's a skill i think i think relationships are a skill learning how to be in a partnership, how to compromise, have a relationship. These are very incredibly important skills to have. But I also realized I spent a lot, I wasted, a, I wouldn't say wasted, but low-key wasted, like a lot of time on just like bad dates, but just women that was just not going to go anywhere. And to just also spending time with people that I really didn't want to. And again, I think this comes down to, again, to the direct piece of just like, being straight with people, having hard conversations, even though I feel like maybe people want to go out. Or I'm just being like, dude, I'm not going out. I'm sorry, I'm just doing my thing. Or even on a date, you get there, you realize it's not working. Like rather than spending the whole evening together, just being after like, how you know, how much time, 30, 45 minutes, whatever it is, one drink, few drinks, you say, hey, I don't think, so, you know, which is what it is. I, I got, you, you, you can play it however you want. But for me realizing that spending less time with people when I know it's not going to go anywhere, I think is a piece of it. And also spending less time with people that maybe don't leave me feeling uh, the best is a good one too. So that's that. Question number six, what was your biggest success this year? I like this one a lot because I think that um, success can look like a lot of different things, but I think that this would be a big... I'd say there were two for me this year that were life-changing. One was, I think, finding my voice musically. That was through the Song of Week Challenge. I think I've finally been able to kind of start to hone in, find my voice. And I think another one was the vasectomy. That was something I'd wanted to do for a while. And the freedom and peace of mind that came from that, as different as it is, was really helpful for me to just feel... Like, I'm really on my path. Like, okay, I don't feel like I'm going to get drawn off my path now. Like, now it's just up to me to do this thing. And just excited about not having to deal with kids. Like, as weird as that sounds, it's the truth. And those were two big things for me. It was learning about myself and finding my voice. And then also kind of that peace of mind that now the only thing between me and where I want to go is me.
Question number seven. What was a moment you failed this year? Uh, I think for me, I wouldn't say that it was a failure because I learned a lot from it and, and I think it's going to pay dividends in the future, but didn't work quite as well as I'd hoped maybe was the song a week thing. I was hoping would work more in a marketing. It was, I was, the goal was to use it for marketing purposes in terms of creating content and creating more of a fan base, growing a fan base, these sorts of things. And instead it just worked more as a creative tool because I learned how to be a much better engineer. And I, like I said, I finally found my voice musically and, and how to use my voice and more how to sing and that I like singing and these sorts of things that I think it was just a, an exercise in, in patience, which I think my entire music career has been, but around this, I realized that it wasn't serving me in the marketing ways and like the way that I was hoping it would, but that I wanted to still finish it. I'd committed to it and that I did learn a lot and grow a lot from it. But realizing that if I want to take the marketing piece more seriously, I need to really step it up and learn about the marketing piece more seriously. Question eight, what's something you want to learn next year? There are a few things I want to learn. A few big ones. I want to learn Portuguese. Especially because I'm going to go spend time in Brazil, give it a test run. Would love to get my Portuguese down. Two, another huge one. I want to learn music marketing. And this is in terms of learning how to use TikTok, how to pitch Spotify playlists, how to reach out to people, create connections for collaborations. Who do I want on my team as an artist? All of these things are very important. Where are the people that I admire, that I want to connect with? Where do these people hang out on which Discord channels? Like all of these things around the career that are outside of making the music, I need to learn. I've gotten really good at making the music. I need to learn how to do everything now outside of that that takes time. Another thing I'd love to learn more about and this next year is I'd love to learn how to sing better, continue to learn how to sing, and learn more about myself. I think I'm just in a in kind of a, a reconstruction phase of myself and really starting to dial in what's important to me, where I want to be, who I want to be. And that's something that, that I've been working on a lot the last few years, but I've really started to kind of tap into. And maybe that means therapy, starting therapy, going back to therapy finding a therapist that I that I vibe with and I'm excited for that. It's just something I've been putting off for a while. So number eight, what's something you want to learn next year? Number nine, the final question for this, what is your favorite way to refuel? How can you create more time for that thing? Now, again, with this, not exactly what I thought, but I was like, okay, how have I spent my time refueling? I might think it's one thing or another, but I think for me, a big one is uh, my... I say I'm an introvert extrovert, so that alone time of cooking, listening to podcasts, of reading, making music, I feel super inspired to recharge from all those things. At the same time, understanding how much I feel charged and excited and energized by connections with people. And so being more diligent, I think, more disciplined around keeping in touch with people, making an effort to to maintain and bolster, strengthen connections that I do feel a lot of that same energy when I leave a conversation with someone that was great. When I go out to dinner with some friends that, and we just vibe and there's something there, it just feels special. There are a few times this last year 
I went out to dinner with friends and I came, I walked away from it just feeling on top of the world. And also, sorry if you can hear that sound, my dad's doing some chainsawing, which I should actually probably go out there and help him with pretty soon. But that's the point of, of, of not ignoring the social piece that I realize also brings me a lot of joy and makes me feel replenished and, and, and fills my cup, even though I think big groups of people, especially strangers, often can feel, I can feel like that's tiring and it drains my battery. I think having meaningful connections with people, especially in small groups or individually one-on-one, really do fill my cup a lot. And not ignoring that as an introvert and taking that more seriously. So that's where my head is at in terms of the reflections over the last year. I hope that some of these techniques or questions or prompts that you found useful. I think for me, taking the time to actually go back through these is always really helpful and actually writing them out, going through your phone, seeing the pictures, not just thinking about it, like actually taking the time to do it. And then also possibly sharing it with people. Like that's what I was saying with my mom. We, we did this activity and then we talked about it and it really firmed up some things for me. It just helped me understand a lot easier what those through lines were because once it's out of your brain and on the page, it just gets a lot easier to kind of see those connections and, and see you be able to feel that a little bit more thinking about it less like, Oh, what is this? And you just feel it. Like it's just easier to see those. So I hope that this helps. Thank you as always for tuning in. I'm keeping these pods relatively short for the next maybe two, three, four weeks. Cause I'm still going to be home with mom and dad. I'm planning on leaving on the 25th and then I think I'm going to do Colombia with a friend and Brazil. Después Brazil. I really want to check out Brazil and it seems like a cool place, but I just need to step up my Portuguese. So we'll see. And then April, April-ish, I'm probably going to go to Ireland with my family. And then after that, it's up in the air. But this year, for sure, taking marketing more seriously, seeing if I can actually get some fans and continuing these podcasts, both for you and for me, and hopefully getting a little bit more traction this year. We got the tunes. Now I finally feel confident that I'm like, I feel like I can make good music, excited about the music I'm making first time in a long time. So now it's spending more time actually getting some eyes and ears on it. Thank you as always for tuning in. If you made it this far, you are a real one. If you have any questions for me, feel free to slide in the DM at Kia Orion. Shoot me an email, Kia at KiaOrion.com. Appreciate y'all. Wherever you at. And I'll see you soon. Peace.